it was it was crazy quick. It I think I had the everything all done. It was definitely under an hour. Hello and welcome to Shopify Masters. It's the podcast powered by Shopify, your companion for starting and building a business. I'm Benjamin Gottlieb. So glad you're here today because we are talking cocktails. Now, I'm not sure what time it is where you are, but right now in Los Angeles, it's after five and I could go for a drink. But the problem is I'm no bartender. Lucky for you and for me, Steve Roenfeldt is. He's got a book coming out just in time for the holidays called Steve the Bartender's Cocktail Guide. And it is packed with more than 100 curated drink recipes. I'm talking Mai Tais, Manhattans, you name it. And each drink is paired with a QR code that links to a step-by-step video. Now, it turns out Steve's book got a major bump in pre-sales thanks to a brand new service that we've got at Shopify called The Starter Plan. Head over to shopify.com slash starter to check it out. Steve is here now joining me from Southern Australia to share how he put all of this together. Steve, thanks for being here. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Ben. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this. So we got so much to get into, but first of all, it's five o'clock. I'm in LA. It's hot. What should I be drinking? Because this tea I've got here is not doing it for me right now. If it's hot, 100%, I'd go for a Mai Tai. Uh, and it's National Mai Tai in the US uh, on the 30th. I'm, I've actually got a video coming out that's going to be uh, plenty of Mai Tai and Mai Tai riffs. So stay tuned. <laughs> How about that? Well, we're going to make sure to link that in our episode description for all of you listening. Uh, Steve, let's start with the early days of your career. You actually got exposed to the restaurant industry at a young age, right? I mean, you were working with your, with your father, who's a chef. Yeah, so actually my, my dad was a head chef of a big hotel um, here in, in my hometown. And basically once he finished up there after working there for like 13, 14 years, he put in a good word and got me a job when I was 17 as a, as a glass collector. So basically just a, a cleaner work, picking up after people. Uh, and that's basically how I, I first got started. And then as soon as I turned 18, I, I stepped behind the bar and it, it was a it was, it was a cocktail bar, but it wasn't a good cocktail bar by any means, especially looking back on it now. Um, I mean, my, my cocktail knowledge has vastly improved from, uh, from you know, back 20 years ago. Uh, and the, the cocktail culture in, in my city back then was just worlds apart from what it is now. Um, but that's and, how, and how so? I mean, how, how would you say it's, it was so different? They're just making very simple stuff back then? Yeah, making very simple stuff, making blended drinks. Most of the menu was blended drinks. Uh, it was all disco cocktails. We didn't have a great understanding of, you know, the fundamentals of cocktails and a- even the very basics. And it was just pretty much we got told what to throw in a glass and that's that's kind of what happened. <laughs> and, um, yeah, then it wasn't for years later that, that you know, that passion kind of grew around cocktails and and then I started to, to learn a lot more. Um, well, the bartending skills you're describing sounds a lot like my bartending skills. So I can't wait to hear a little bit more from you about that. <laughs> uh, but just very quickly, I think for folks who are listening right now, they're probably looking you up online and you've got this incredible social presence, right? People want this, companies want this. Uh, how did you take this story of working in a basically a underperforming bar and transforming that into this online presence that you've got today? I actually set myself a, a bit of a challenge when I first got started. I, I, I never really picked up a camera, definitely never stood in front of a camera and, and filmed anything. I was following a guy called uh, Casey Neistat. I'm sure anyone that watches YouTube is probably familiar with him. Um, and 
he was doing daily vlogs and I, for some, I don't know why, but for some reason uh, I thought that I'd start myself a daily challenge and uh, and because I had an interest in cocktails, I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll try and share a cocktail every single day for a year uh, on my on a YouTube channel. Uh, I, I didn't do a year. That, that was, inc- I, I worked out, it was incredibly That's hard. That's ambitious. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was running a mobile uh, bartending company at the time and, you know, we were doing uh, three or four events uh, a week and then on top of that trying to film and upload a f- and spend four hours a day uploading YouTube videos. It, after 200 days, it got it re- really hard, really hard. Wow, you made it to 200 days. Yeah, I got to 200 days. I was, I was quite proud of that. But I, I was running off minimal sleep and then once I got to 200 days, I was just like, why am I doing this? But um, when I, yeah, when I first started it, I, I had an online store, um, cocktail kit, and we basically sold, sold barware. Uh, you know, anything cocktail related, spoons, jiggers, cocktail shakers, whatnot. Uh, and essentially, it was to to promote that. And I, I quickly discovered that once the YouTube channel started to grow, that my following was all in the US, and I didn't ship to the US. It was only Australian customers, so. Uh, but then the, the channel kind of took off and I just put it down to, to consistency and sticking with it really. Um, I mean, it took a good probably two two to three years before I got to about 100,000 subscribers. So something, you know, a little bit substantial. Uh, I mean, even after that first 200 days of uploading videos and just relentless consistency, uh, I think I had like 4,000 subscribers. And that's also part of the reason I was like, I, I, I stopped for a little bit, so I wasn't 100% consistent, but uh, I put a hold on it because I was just like, it, I felt like it was getting nowhere. But um, then I you know, got back to it and pushed through and uh, then it sort of just started growing from there. And then especially with uh, 2020, with, with COVID and everything, everyone was stuck at home. Everyone wanted to make cocktails, so they were jumping on YouTube, they were searching online and, and that's also, it, it blew up even more. And that's, that's when you really blew up. Uh, by the way, in the background, we're hearing your seven-month-old son, so we might hear that throughout <laughs> the interview. No worries about that. Uh, but he's helping Dad out with the interview. I want to talk about your previous business a little bit later in the interview, but let's just go back really quickly to that first video, right? I think when people go online and they, like, they're like, okay, I want to do this. I want to start building my own brand online for my product or myself. And they look at what's out there, and it's like, wow, that looks so good. There's no way I can compete with that. I mean, how do you, what, what advice might you have for folks that are reconciling this? Like my first video is going to be, might be a little crappy, but I got to do it versus where you are today. Well, when you first publish, you, it's going, it's really going out to no one. Uh, when I first published it, we, I didn't have any subscribers. So I, it's not as if I was publishing it to, you know, 10,000 people. So I kind of wasn't really worried about it, but I mean, looking back at it now, those first couple of videos, which I've definitely, I've still kept them on the channel because I like to see that growth. But you look at those first videos and I look at it and I cringe. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not great. The production value is is terrible. I was super uncomfortable on camera. I was, I was so nervous, but the more you stick with it, then you, the more comfortable you, you become. And I, I think also another reason that the, the channel kind of took off is because people just thought that it was it was genuine, it was authentic. It wasn't this huge production. It wasn't staged. It wasn't fake. Uh, throughout the whole time, like I give my honest opinions. I'll, there's there's videos on there where, like a lot of the time, I'll, I'll try a cocktail on the channel for the first time. So my reaction is genuine. 
And some of the times I make a cocktail and I don't like it, and I'll I'll tell you I don't like it. And and I think <laughs> so you're like, that, thanks for watching, but don't make this, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Or uh, for example, um, Bloody Marys, vodka, tomato juice, spices. One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. See, I I can't do tomato juice, but for the sake of the video and for the sake of doing it for for people watching, I'll, I'll still make it. But it's just it's just genuine, and I think people really appreciate that. And I, I do get comments quite regularly about how it's refreshing to 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 see that kind of take on cocktails. It's not just like this is the greatest cocktail; you have to try it. So simple yet effective advice, right? I mean, be genuine and consistency. Even if you look at your videos, maybe two, three years later, and you cringe, that seems to be the learning that you took away from that early experience. Uh, you know, Steve. One thing that I think is really cool about having you on the program today is that unlike a lot of the merchants that we talk to on Shopify Masters, you found a way to monetize a service kind of, making a cocktail, right? You're not selling a product per se, but you do have this book coming out in mid-November that I mentioned earlier. This is Steve, the bartender's cocktail guide. Why a physical book? Why do you think customers might be into something like that? To be honest, I've always kind of wanted to write a book, uh, probably since early days of, of starting the YouTube channel, it kind of, you know, I'm sharing cocktail recipes, a recipe book, it just goes hand in hand. I, I thought about it for, for, for years and I was, I was going down the path of thinking that I was going to have to self-publish, which is probably also the reason that I kept holding it off for years because I, I knew that it would be such a, a big undertaking. And it was actually uh, an American book publishing company that approached me. They, they specialize in high-end cookbooks. So my cocktail book is going to be their first drinks-related book. So yeah, it was, it was basically they approached me and then I jumped at the opportunity, obviously because I'd already been thinking about it, but uh, it's just a direct extension of what I'm already doing anyway. It's like closely related. I'm sharing cocktail recipes in a digital form and now it's going to be a, in a book. And I think there's something, something cool about having a, a physical hard copy uh, of something you could you know, you can actually hold on to. Uh, and, and what was important to me in the book as well is every single recipe has a photo. It drives me crazy when I see recipe books and the, they'll have like five recipes on a page and one photo and you're like, you know, you want to you see inspiration. Uh, you want to look at it, you want to turn the page and look at a cocktail and be like, wow, that's, that looks brilliant, that looks delicious and I have to make this drink. Now I can unread through it and follow a step-by-step. And you also want to see how different your final product looks from the actual professional product, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can just see exactly how it's meant to be presented. Um, obviously, you don't have to make it like that, but it at least gives you something to, to aim for, to strive for. I'm chatting with Steve Rowenfelt, also known as Steve the Bartender. He's the author of the upcoming book, The Cocktail Guide. Uh, Steve, it's one thing to have a product, your book. Now comes the hard part, right? Getting people to buy that product, buy your book. One of your distribution avenues is the Shopify starter plan. I mentioned this in the introduction. By the way, if you're interested, head over to shopify.com slash starter to check it out. I got to ask you, why did you pick this option as a possible avenue to do pre-sales for your book? Uh, well, I've used Shopify before. Uh, I've got a distillery as well. I'm a partner in uh, Threefold Distilling, and we use Shopify for that. And the reason I use Shopify is just it was like that's a uh, on a different plan, but that was just easy to set up, and it's just super easy to manage. Um, and as well, I'm not the only person. I, I feel like I'm a little bit technical, but the, the the rest of the team may not be as technical. So I think it. Uh, uh, 
it's just it's simple. It's just it's just easy to manage and easy to run. So especially for a whole team running that. And based on the, the knowledge that I had of Shopify, it was just a no-brainer to to set it up for for selling the book as well. Um, and I opted for the the starter plan just because I've got one product uh, and I basically it's just super easy to to basically just share a, a checkout link on my socials, land directly onto the product page or directly into the checkout. Um, and then it's just optimized for, for, for making a, a sale, which is great. Um, yeah, obviously I've got uh, signed with a publisher, so they, they take care of a lot of the distribution with other, um, with other retailers, but I still want that aspect of people can still buy it direct because it blows my mind, but people, people want me to sign their, their copies, which is, I'm flattered. Oh, how about that? I'm flattered. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'll definitely have uh, copies on hand myself. So if people do, do want that option, then they can always buy direct from me and I'll ship it out to them. And yeah. And the starter plan, it has that same 14 day free trial, but what's different is after those 14 days, we're looking at $5 a month. So that's what, one of the cool things about the feature. And as you mentioned, it can be a lot easier for folks who aren't super tech savvy to get involved. Can you walk us through literally to the best of your ability, step-by-step step, about how easy it was for you to set it up? I mean, is it, you just sign on and toss in, a, toss in your product. I mean, what was that like for you? How long did it take you, for example? Uh, it, was, it was crazy quick. It, I think I had the, everything all done. It was definitely under an hour. Um, yeah, signed up, put in, you know, linked in the payment details, all that kind of stuff. Um, added my first product, well, first and only product. And yeah, it was just super easy to set up. So for folks that are looking to follow in your footsteps, Steve, doing the same things, uh, setting up one product or maybe a couple products on the starter plan, um, how do you think they should determine whether starter plan is the way for them to go or maybe a different option, right? You have experience with kind of two different types of Shopify services. Yeah, well, I think it's the yeah. It just, just depends on uh, the individual. I think obviously, if you've uh, got a single product, then it definitely lends itself to the starter plan. Um, and the way I've also got mine set up is I I have a basic, essentially a landing page because I'm using I'm referring people to other retailers throughout other countries as well. So if you go to cocktailguide.com, then it has a list of about ten different retailers, uh, and and one being direct from me. So essentially that's the landing page. And then once you click to that, it goes to all the different retailers and then it comes direct to the, the checkout link. So uh, rather than having that extra step in the process where you send people to the um, to the product page and then the checkout, because I've already got that landing page, it just makes sense to just go direct to checkout. So I guess it depends on um, individual needs really. But uh, yeah, if, if I was had one single product, I'd probably definitely be looking at the, the starter plan. Well, we're definitely going to have a link to your website and where you can buy the book in the show notes, along with that cocktail, that Mai Tai that you promise is the best thing for me to drink here in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm here with Steve, the bartender, also the author of The Cocktail Guide, coming out November 15th. Is that right, Steve? November 15th? Spot on, the 15th. Can't wait. As we were talking about a little bit earlier, you had another store with Shopify before. You were selling cocktail kits, but you shut that down a while ago. And I think this is really important to drill down into. When did you know it was the right time to close that store down and start getting into something else? Yeah, so basically my time was getting short, really. Um, I, I tend to do a lot of things my, myself, me and my wife. Uh, we take a lot of responsibility on our, on our shoulders. So we started with a cocktail kit, selling the cocktail equipment. That was going back about seven seven years ago. And around about the same time, we started a mobile 
bartending business, so catering for weddings, functions, corporate events, essentially setting up bars, making cocktails for people. Uh, Both those businesses we started at the same time. And the reason I actually started Cocktail Kit was because there was lack of availability for really nice barware in Australia. So I started importing Japanese barware. Uh, and that's so Cocktail Kit was just a bit of a side project and and it built up over uh, a couple of years. So, and again, there you go, it, it that was just down to consistency. You know, we kept this store running for, for years, there wasn't a lot happening in the first 12 to 18 months, and then it and then it grew more and more. Um, and then over 2020, as I said, it, everyone was at home drinking cocktails, so it, it we had a really crazy year. Then, after the pandemic, as things slowly started to get back to normal. The store slowed down, uh, and then uh, as at the same time that the, the YouTube channel was ramping up, uh, so it was yeah. You know, as one was getting busier, one was getting slower. So the the focus kind of shifted. But yeah, so it seemed like it was kind of an easier decision for you to make, right? You saw one of them was declining, another one was taking off. But it can be hard to kind of give up something that you know maybe got you started or was one of your first businesses, right? I mean, how did you reconcile that with yourself? Yeah, it was it was definitely hard because uh, at, at the time we I mean we'd been running the the online store for like five years and putting a lot of time into it. My my wife put a lot of time into it as well, um, and it's also uh, we had a, a physical warehouse and the schematics behind actually making a change wasn't just like do we just turn off the store or do we stop advertising or something like that. It was literally we need to finish a lease, we need to move a warehouse worth of stock from from that premise so yeah it was still a big decision but uh it makes sense so deep down i knew that the timing was right what sort of advice might you give then for someone who's in a similar spot as you right uh they have this original product and they need to kind of move on from it it's a little bit hard it's their baby i mean what would you tell them how would you i guess guide them through that um, I guess you, you need to focus your time on what's providing a bigger reward, not necessarily financial reward, but what's most rewarding to you as well. Um, and I, I was discovering that, that YouTube was very rewarding, not just financially, but also growing a community around cocktails. And that, that was my passion. Like My passion is making drinks and making cocktails as opposed to selling barware. I can just tell just by chatting with you that maybe <laughs> you're more you're more of a guy that likes to be on the camera and around people versus back in the warehouse. So I think I think that makes sense. Uh, but I do want to talk about your YouTube channel very quickly because it has done super well. Um, this is something you've transitioned to putting a little bit more effort in recently. Um, how would you say you were able to grow your channel so rapidly kind of in the last, I don't know, a couple of years? Again, consistency. I mean, uh, I've been doing the the YouTube channel, my first upload, I think, was about seven years ago. And throughout that whole time, I mean, I ne- haven't necessarily been as active as I want to be because I've just had multiple projects going on. But uh, And you have a no seven-month-old ma- child also, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. And, and, and they're writing the book. The, the book took, you know, six months to write. Um, but, yeah, just it, it was just like even if I couldn't upload as much as I wanted to, I was I was still, still doing it semi-regularly. Uh, I was still working on it. So I was all, it was always progressing. I was always moving forward. Um, and you, and you can see that with the, the analytics in the, in the channel, the, the growth of it. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's gone up and down a little bit, but not down, but it, the growth has slowed sometimes, but you can still, still see it's always moving forward. Um, and it's just, I've sort of, you know, always chipped away at it, I guess. 
So that's the secret. Consistency, chipping away. Uh, you make it sound easy, Steve, but I think for some folks, they realize maybe it's not that easy. I think you also, I, I think it's fair to say you've got to have something that plays well online. I think making cocktails really does. People, I mean, I find myself often sometimes looking at recipes or food or, you know, drinks online. So it definitely plays well with that audience too. Right? Well, yeah, that's that's another thing. Cocktails are, are evergreen. I mean, you know, a classic cocktail, an old-fashioned Manhattan, a Mai Tai, all those cocktails people are going to be searching for and they're going to be searching for in 20 years, 30 years' time. So it's evergreen, that's that style of content. Um, if you've got content that is perhaps relevant to the current news stories or trends, then it's going to be relevant then, but it's, it's going to dissipate where there's cocktails, they're always going to be around. So I, I guess if you, Alcohol, it's going to be around, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess if you if you model your content and you think about, is this going to be evergreen? Is is this going to still be popular in a year's time, two years, ten years time? Which is not which is not my thought process when I first started the channel, but I've realized that now that uh, it, it does work. Well, your videos will definitely be there. Uh, your book, when folks hopefully buy it or are buying it, it's going to be there on their kitchen table or on their coffee table. Uh, it's coming out later this year. I'm curious, do you have any specific marketing strategies that you've applied to the promotion of this book that might be helpful for other folks who are listening to us right now? Um, I'm probably not going to be very, very helpful on this one because uh, I've signed with the publisher, so they handle the distribution as far as so hire a publisher. That's the, that's the advice. <laughs> yeah, hire a PR agency or a publisher. Um, the the publisher is going to take care of getting into stores. But as far as my responsibility goes, uh, I'll obviously take care of the promotion and the, the talking about it through Instagram, through YouTube, and everything like that. Uh, in, in the past, I've always been really kind of casual and organic. Even when I've, I've worked with brands on my channel, uh, I'm not a, a big salesperson. I don't. I'm not pushy with things. So. Uh, I'll just naturally integrate it into into my content, which which will be easy to do. But I'm not going to be a hard selling. Um, I mean, if, if people would like to buy a book, then I'd love that. Um, but yeah, it's just basically through my through my audience and through my community. Um, I'll I'll be doing my part. Yeah. What would you advise someone who's just starting their business off? Um, what would you tell them would be the deciding factor for using the starter plan or not? Like if they're if they're looking at this and they're saying, okay, I want to sell, um, should I do starter or should I do something else? Um, what would be the argument for starter? Uh, I mean, it's a brilliant way to get started. It's like you can, like in my case, I, I got set up within under an hour. It's it's quick, and then you can you can also. Um, you know, test test your product that you're you're wondering if there is any 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 market or any people that do want to actually buy it. You can always test it out, um, and if if things take off and you ex expand your product range, then you can always change your change your plan. You can upgrade and you can add more products on, and um, you can change things as as things go. But it's a great way. It's a super inexpensive way to um, test test things out and test the waters and. See if you do have a, a, an audience or a, a business behind it. Steve Roenfeld, bartender and author of Steve the Bartender's Cocktail Guide. Steve, before you go, I got to ask, what's your go-to cocktail for a dinner party? I've got one coming up. It depends what kind of dinner party, but uh, I made myself another Boulevardia for the first time in a long time. It's essentially like a Negroni, but with whiskey. Um, and yeah, it was, it was like a sophisticated dinner party and, and people enjoy booze forward cocktail, boozy uh, cocktails, something a little bit with, with a bit of bitterness. Well, Steve, thanks again for coming on, man. Appreciate it. 
Thanks, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. That's all the time we have this week. But guess what? We've got a ton more content for you. Just search Shopify Masters wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Benjamin Gottlieb. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you in the next one.